to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are, of course, your humble, happy host broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a great show, something I think every single listener can absolutely use. Uh, What motivated Julie and I to think of today's uh, show topic? Because, frankly, we hear constantly that you guys, many of you, not all of you, but let's say most of you, do have a tendency to take things personally. In other words, something happens professionally and you take it personally. And the problem is, is when you take something personally, then all of a sudden that's going to affect your mindset. It's going to affect your outcomes. It's going to affect your job or your ability to help other people. So the topic of today's show is how to protect yourself from feeling personally attacked. And no, we're not going to be talking about mace. We're not going to be talking about nunchucks and butterfly knives and concealed carry. We're talking about mindset. So before we get to that, Julie, do you have any shout-outs or anything you'd like to say? We've been getting a lot of emails. Um, Sorry if we've been a little delayed getting back on all the emails you guys have been sending us, but we do love to communicate with you. So any time we can ever do anything for you, remember you can always just email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. But, Julie, have you received any interesting emails or questions or anything that you'd like? Yeah, I guess I would put this kind of all into one bucket, which is just a special shout-out for Coach Rochelle, who has many clients who are working specifically on our 12-month Center of Influence plan, something yep. that many of our clients are emailed once they uh, become a coaching client, but it's also part of our essentials program. And that's, you know, it answers the question. I get this question when I do the essentials um, semi-private call myself every week, is a lot of people will say, you know, I'm tired of sending the same old postcard month in and month out. You know, I got that systematized, but I want to do something different, and I want to do something for my past clients in my center of influence. And so Rochelle has been working very closely with her clients to follow that plan and to choose. doesn't have to be everything every single month, although we do have a monthly plan that you can follow month by month. But if you just choose six to ten of those things, and you deploy those, there's such a variety of ways that you can have past client appreciation parties, you can have charitable events, you can piggyback on somebody else's organized event if there's something in your community that maybe you sponsor. So she's been doing a lot of work with that, and our clients are getting great results. We really like to show you how to do events where you have one event with lots of past clients and people in your center of influence, because then you can have one day where you make so many contacts and aren't you all frustrated by figuring out how do I communicate? Maybe I don't maybe I don't feel like making 10 past client calls today. Not that that ever happens, right? <laughs> so we show you how to do that on some very uh, well-organized, scheduled events so you can be super efficient. And then you can send thank you cards afterwards. So she's doing a killer job on that, and I just wanted to give her an extra shout-out for helping our clients find the way on that particular topic. 
that actually reminds me of a superstar interview I did last week with one of our coaching – I'm sorry, last month with one of our coaching clients, Thomas Curtis. Um, and you guys might remind, uh, remember that uh, interview. He was a newish agent. He's on track to sell 60 houses in you know, one of his first years in real estate. And all this business, Julie, if you remember that interview, all this business was coming from what you just described, but also from doing what he already liked to do. So he, you know, he was a, he's an athlete. He you know, participates at his church. He does things like that. And he's developed a very, very tight, consistent system to be himself doing what he loves doing and in environments where he's around other people that are being themselves doing what they love doing as well, you know, say, for example, he's at the gym or whatever, and he's put together, using, a, uh, of course, our scripts as his backbone, he's put together a very tight system on how to go about communicating um, and generating business to the sum total of about 60 in one of his premier years in real estate. So nice. keeping that in mind, guys, go back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, Real Estate Coaching Radio anytime. I think there's five or 600 past real estate shows, our Real Estate Coaching Radio replays on there. If you guys are just, you know, some of you are listening, we have typically over, well, over 100,000, 114, 120,000 of you guys listen on a regular basis. Um, and I know some of you are brand new or thinking about getting into real estate from your emails. I know this is true. Go back and listen to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Listen to those replays. Make sure real estate's for you because, you know, we don't pull, we don't pull punches. Um, and then, yeah, get your education started. Get your skills on. Get your get your mind in a mindset of uh, learning because that's truly – that's like one of the things that uh, Thomas talked about on his Superstar interview last month was basically how, you know, he knows he has to be a constant student in order to basically move the ball down the field, and that's ever so true. And I know you guys know that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to Julie and I every day on the radio. So we're going to be talking today. We have ten points. They're fun points. And we're going to hopefully, you know, we're going to hopefully help you guys have some aha moments on uh, the radio today. And, yeah, if you find yourself sometimes in real estate feeling personally attacked, a transaction didn't go a certain way, you didn't have some certain thing happen the way you were hoping it would happen, you know, maybe even you're taking things personally that weren't even intended for you, you will find, and here's a recurring theme, remember, you know, we talk about this frequently on the radio show, you'll find sometimes what's happening is just because your mindset is your, well, really your, maybe your even whole lifestyle is focused on your ego. Now, that's a little obtuse of a topic. I realize that. And Julie and I always like to give you guys book suggestions. And one of the books we'd suggest all of you read, write this down, it's available in audio book too, is um, Ego is the Enemy. So do yourself a favor and listen to that book. Because what happens is, and then we're going to get to point number one, when we find ourselves having our feelings hurt, feeling defeated, it's because we are, you know, thinking it's all about us. We're making ourselves the center of everything. We're in all reality, it's not about you. It's hardly ever about you in a transaction. When somebody shouts at you or somebody's mean to you, it's not about you. It's just about their, you know, usual and emotion, uh, emotional reaction to something that is a little unusual for them, that's a little shocking for them, that's a little, you know, scary for them. And you take it personally just because they're reacting a certain way, that's going to really get you to a point where you start feeling like you're doing something wrong. So what we're hoping you will do from listening to these 10 points today is start building your own emotional wall. And so um, before we get to point one, I want you guys to write this down in your notes. You can show emotion without being emotional. Show emotion without being emotional, which means you will have to learn to say what is necessary to, you know, let people know that you're listening and caring. But at the same time, you don't have to absorb their emotions. 
what burns all of us out emotionally, you know, there's that word again, in real estate, is when you talk to the underwater seller, you talk to the frustrated buyer, the frustrated this, that, or the other. A lot of frustration, you know, that's just part of the transaction. Um, and you start absorbing their feelings. You start actually making their emotions your emotions because you didn't actually have that that emotional wall built. So these 10 tips today, these 10 secrets, these 10 ideas will hopefully help you protect yourself so that when you're home, you're actually home and you don't have the uh, ever-present real estate antivirus software running in your head where you're constantly you know, playing that emotional whack-a-mole. I think I said emotion, that emotional, emotional <laughs> word like 100 times, so I'm going to try to avoid it the rest of the show. So Julie, let's just jump into point number one. Yes, point number one, remember that people rarely intend to hurt, wound, insult, or annoy you. People think of themselves first, almost always. Remind yourself of this when you have a reaction of pain to a situation. Ask yourself what things look like from the other person's perspective. Now, I'll tell you, Tim, where I originally learned that was handling a lot of our closings <laughs> and, and handling a lot of negotiations and people who were, say, relocating against their will because they wanted to keep their job, for example. And I can't remember, maybe Rory originally said something about that, but it was a matter of, okay, so if somebody is being, let's just say anywhere from direct to obnoxious to however you're perceiving it, what's going on in their world that they are acting that way versus making it all about me all the time? Oh, they hurt my feelings. How can they act like that? Why are they being so direct? How could they say such a thing, right? If you get out of your own way, and you remind yourself that there must be some underlying issue because there's almost always an underlying issue, and you don't make it about yourself. You make it all about them, okay? And I remember that I was reinforced by, uh, if you remember, Rich and Joan, right? They're, they yep. were building this big house, and, you know, they had a lot of different things going on in their life. And, and I remember I was a little bit intimidated at the time by the situation and all the personalities we were managing and the build process and the price range and all these things. And I remember, I remember this snowy day, right, because we were walking around, you know. And it was Ohio. Outfits. In Ohio, you know, it was and, a nasty day it, outside. Snowy days are like every third day in Ohio. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> so, which automatically makes you a little cranky and sensitive, right? But um, I remember Rich put his arm around me, and he's like, you know, I just want you to know that I appreciate you always being the rock in the transaction and handling all of these different things going on and making us feel okay about it. And I, I was just like taken aback by that, going, gosh, I really appreciate you re appreciating that. But it was not that long ago that I had learned this lesson that if somebody is being like that with you, it's because there's all this other stuff going on in their life. It's not about you. It's about what's going on with them. Your job is to be of service. That's what we get paid for in this industry, right? So I think it's helpful to remember that. They well, rarely have, intend to hurt you, and if they do, you can just walk away, but it's so rare that they mean to. Well, they won't remember what they said 10 minutes later. That's for sure. So let's get to point number two, Julie. Point number two is? Point number two, ask yourself what you are to be learning from the situation. What do the real estate gods want you to take from whatever is happening? Now, hard as it is to admit, sometimes when we're earning while we learn, right, that's your job in real estate, earn while you learn, Mistakes life. happen. It's life, you know. And if somebody is poking a hole in your system because you dropped the ball somewhere, you didn't follow up with someone or something got screwed up, okay, that's because the real estate gods are pointing that out to you so that you don't repetitively make that same mistake. So ask yourself, what am I supposed to be learning from this situation? Think about when you have several deals coming in glued at the same time. Why is that? Something is up with that. How could you, and our coaches always ask you this, 
what could you or would you have done differently looking back? And how can we create a system so that this isn't a problem for you in the future? Maybe it's something as simple as, you know, actually pre-qualifying your buyers to make sure they can actually buy at the level they've gotten themselves in contract at. Sometimes things come unglued for that, okay? So what are you supposed to be learning from the situation? What do the real estate gods want you to take away from it? And right, by the so way, point, just yeah. hold on, just to be clear, because we got criticized from one of our listeners, it's gods with a lower G. <laughs> we're not suggest. yes, we're not pagans. Um, so, so listen, um, but you know what, to, to condense that point, you guys write this down in your notes. A lot of you guys are, you know, a lot of offices and broker managers are using our uh, radio show for training, and that's cool, perfectly welcome to. So uh, here it is, guys. Write down to yourself, it's too soon to tell. That's the basic uh, takeaway. So when you're having a situation where you're like, I mean, think back on your own life. You guys have all had a real, at one time or another, challenging thing that has entered into your life. And even if it was something that happened 20 or 30 years ago, I bet you can look back upon that thing, the thing that you had perhaps labeled as a horrible experience, and you can label it now, or you at least can realize that you maybe benefited in some ways from it. In other words, you learned something. Sometimes, and here's what happens as a coach, you'll have a situation and you'll you know be like, well, that was completely out of left field. That was just a weird experience. And, you know, there was, it just, you know, you just kind of put it, you just resolve it, you deal with it, you move on. And here's the interesting thing. You'll be on a coaching call, you know, a year later, and there'll be a client who's experiencing the exact same thing. And from their experience, you can help them directly. You know, it's interesting to me that, um, you know, a lot of what comes out on this radio show truly is not only just from having been coaches for two, dec- two decades, but having sold houses, having sold real estate, 100 to 200 homes a year for almost 10 years. And I think when you guys listen to us, you can feel the authenticity. You can tell that we've been there and done that. And, and a lot of that comes from our willingness to accept that most experiences what would normally be labeled as a great experience or a bad experience. We overtly, mentally, and emotionally don't allow those things to be labeled. And we will say to ourselves, Julie and I literally say this to each other, it's too soon to tell. So practice that, and it keeps your emotions between the lines. You don't have the ups and the downs a lot of people experience. Point number three, point number three, you can't control what people say or do. You can control your reaction to those things. Choose how you want to react instead of just reacting. Okay, so here's the thought. You guys are driving today. You're going to a closing. You're a little bit hurried. You're a little bit rushed. You accidentally cut somebody off. That somebody catches up to you and flicks you off. Maybe rolls the window down and yells some obscenities to you. What do you do? What do you do? Do you react back? Do you, do you, you, know, do you flick them off back? Do you scream back? Or do you just look at them and don't allow your emotions to take over and for you to react? So what happens, guys, is when we're in situations like that, and sometimes they happen like that, or sometimes it's just some verbal thing or some online thing or whatever, and where we just react, nine times out of ten, what's, what's going to happen at, in your reaction is coming from your ego, and it's something you're going to regret. So next time you have a situation where basically you feel a little bit out of control, where somebody's being a jerk, do yourself a favor and say, you know what, guess what? 
I'm not going to react to you. I'm just going to observe this. You can still feel that feeling of inside boiling up, that ego feeling, but just don't react. Just choose not to react, and you will be stunned and amazed how much smoother and easier your life gets. And then again, you're moving away from those, because how do you feel if you react? You have this surge, this, you have this chemical reaction. You feel, you know, um, you know, your ego is in complete force. All of a sudden, it's in the cockpit. It's flying the plane. Whereas, whereas if you would have basically chosen not to react in that usually negative, egotistical way, that's going to keep you in the emotional boundaries, and it's going to make it so that you are then choosing how you're going to react to the situation. Julie, point number four? Yeah, well, so an easy way to implement that is to have a 30-minute cooling-off period. Somebody calls you or you have some bomb in your email, just make yourself delay, okay? Delay 30 minutes. Don't just respond. Well, if you have, you, you know, you have a listing, you're trying to get a, a price reduction, they flip out on you, act like you got disconnected and call them back later when they're calmed down. It's okay to delay the reaction. That helps. But, Julie, that's a, that, but there's, some good, there's some good coaching in there, too. When you have a bad experience, when, when somebody, you know, to, to build slightly on what Julie said, the delaying thing is brilliant, but why don't you just go ahead and write the letter? Why don't you just go ahead and express <laughs> your feelings? Yeah. yeah, purge it. Put it on paper. You know, I would suggest you put it on paper and not digitally because you might accidentally hit send. Right. Or your ego might all of a sudden take over your finger and you're going to have this yeah, phantom don't finger. Don't put it on Facebook. Don't do don't, it. Yeah, don't, don't do react. <laughs> right. Just just chill. You So the negative – when you guys react, when people react negatively, you know, you just put up some nasty comment or you just you – know, whatever it is. The There is nothing positive that ever comes from that. You are just going to do nothing but bring more negativity to you. Absolutely nothing beneficial comes from allowing your ego to say, you know, maybe it's a political thing. I mean, good Lord, that's something everyone seems to be emotional about nowadays, way too emotional. And you're pro-Hillary, you're pro-Trump, and one of them says this or one of them says that. And you want to be part of the conversation. You want to voice your feelings. You think you have uh, a right as an American citizen to comment on somebody's Facebook post that you don't like so-and-so. I would strongly suggest that all of you don't do it. Don't post. Go against this whole sort of trend that we think it's normal and natural to allow our egos to express usually negative things. Never say anything negative. They're because not because some negative. I'm not asking you guys not to do the right thing. What I'm suggesting is you not say anything negative because what happens is it hurts you when you say something negative. When you allow yourself to have the luxury of that negative thought, it always manifests more negative thoughts. And so here's what happens. The first negative thought, whatever it is, you know, you may have had a negative thought while listening to us right now because I brought up the word politics, and that sets a lot of people off. Oh, my gosh, and then I said the names Trump and Hillary. Chances are some of you are having negative thoughts right now. Did you notice how fast that negative thought so that, here's the visual. That negative thought was John Travolta, Saturday Night Live, back in the 70s. White suit, gold chain. Yeah, baby, I'm going to go to the negative thought nightclub. So that negative right. thought goes to the negative, club, uh, negative thought nightclub, and guess what? It meets up with some more negative thoughts, and guess what? They start making a negative thought babies. And then, <laughs> and then you know what happens then? Your mind is full of negative thoughts just because you allowed that one to manifest. Guys, that's how it works. I'm trying to make you laugh. I'm trying to entertain you. But don't allow yourself the luxury of that one negative thought. 
Don't allow yourself to be suckered into thinking that somehow you it benefits you by uh, allowing any negativity in your life. Just avoid it. Just stop doing it. Don't post about it. Don't talk about it. Avoid people that are basically in that egotistical world where that's all they do. Give yourself that freedom. Give yourself that gift of now, uh, of, uh, of really taking the first steps to freeing yourself from having a life that's dominantly about negative thinking. Does that make sense, Jules? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it takes a lot of discipline and control to slow yourself down to the point where you take a breath and then decide how you're going to deal with it instead of just doing the reaction. Or so, don't react yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah, or just uh, I, choose I got, not to react. I just got an email. Sorry, I just glanced mm-hmm. at my email. So okay. someone's asking about um, the coaching program. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention it. Yes, you're right. The coaching program is available. You guys need to seriously look into whether or not it's a fit for you. Chances are it is. Real Estate Coaching Essentials is a real, honest-to-God coaching program. You get four semi-private coaching calls per month, and you get one private coaching call in addition to that per month, and it's everything that we always talk about as part of Real Estate Coaching Essentials. Literally, guys, you're looking for, like, you're going to be in real estate. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, I want to have this conversation with this person in this particular situation. I don't know what to say, how to say it. Chances are it's already included in the essentials. Seller programs, buyer programs, seller presentations, buyer presentations, every single possible thing that you can need in your real estate business. And this is a program that we constantly, Julie uh, and her assistants, are updating the content all the time. We have a tech section. If you guys want to learn how to do social networking, we've got that. Those of you guys want to learn how to work in short sales and REOs, we've got that. Those of you guys want to figure out luxury, those of you want to work on buyers, those of you want to build a team, it's all included in Real Estate Coaching Essentials. The best part, guys, it's a real coaching program, and it's only 99 bucks a month when you use the student approval program. And and the best part is every single one of you are pre-approved to get into this coaching program. All you've got to do is scroll to the bottom of the page and fill up that box, name, email address, phone number. And when you do see those six cool-looking books, you're going to get all those in digital format sent directly to you. So sent directly to you in your email, you'll get all those books, including Real Estate Treasure Map, which is probably one of our most popular books. And, of course, Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. You guys, those are really two pillars of what should be uh, part of your real estate practice. Complete the form. We're going to call you back as soon as possible, usually within 10 minutes or less. And then, boom, bada, bang, you guys will be coaching clients. Um, Julie, one more point. Yes, you got it. Okay, so one more point. We have number four, use daily affirmations to remind yourself that you are confident and you are competent and that you do actually know what you're doing, that you have a mindset of service and that you are doing good work. This this will uh, outweigh the drama and it will be more likely to bounce off of you if you've given yourself those affirmations. Okay, so when you remind yourself that you do know what you're doing, that you've studied this stuff, that you have got lots of great past clients that love you and that you're here to be of service. Because what happens is, especially if you're already having kind of a rough day or as often happened to us in our Ohio market, you know, it's sleeting outside and it's cold and you need to go get groceries and the dog is sick and, you know, all this stuff. yeah. You need to get a form signed, and of course the seller doesn't have access to a computer. Or back, yeah. or back in our day, they didn't have access to a fax machine. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's already kind of coming unglued on you. And then you have somebody, almost always another agent, who doesn't have their ego under control, trying to torture you about some stupid item, right? So it's very easy 
to just react and just say, you know what, this is just one more thing, right? But if you have a daily normal morning routine where you're refilling that cup and you're giving yourself those affirmations and you're reminding yourself maybe keeping a gratitude journal and reading a couple of pages from six months ago, what you're grateful for and keeping your head screwed on straight, then when those things come unglued, it's not as severe. It's when you kind of are off the tracks already and you're weakened by other stuff that this gets you. And a lot of you guys don't normally react that way. It's just that you snap when the, when the wrong set of circumstances hits you. I, I listened to a really fascinating NPR in, interview one time, and the, I think it was a uh, This American Life, actually. And the premise was when normal people just completely lose it. And they had this series of interviews, and it was actually hilarious to listen to because these were just normal people. And some of the examples were – I never forget this because it reminded me of being in real estate, quite frankly. Um, and like this one guy, he was just driving and he was stuck in traffic. And he never is somebody that would just typically flip people off in traffic or cut them off or whatever. But somebody did that to him and he was in the car with his mom. And he literally, he, he was talking about this, like he just looking back, he couldn't believe that he reacted this way. So out of character. He stopped the car, he got out and he punched the guy. He, he, like, completely came unglued, and he said, you know, that I've never acted like that before. It was just the wrong set of circumstances, and I just couldn't take it anymore. So that really makes you think, right? If you don't get a handle on this emotional reaction to taking things very personally, could that be you freaking out, coming unglued? Not really appropriate, right? We used to hear about stories all the time where people would be at a closing and somebody would get punched out or somebody would throw the keys across the room or whatever. There's no place in this business for this right? You've got to get control of this stuff and only you can do it. It's the choices that you make that determine your character. So you've got to stop yourself and say, you know what? It's not worth the energy to have a flip out reaction. Something else is going on with the situation or with these people that's causing them to react this way. So I've yeah. got to get a lid on myself so that I can help them move through it. It's just a healthier way to be. So the takeaways, guys, don't give yourself the luxury of one negative thought. Number two, in a real estate transaction, the folks that you're dealing with, sometimes even the co-op, is going to be doing something they don't normally do. They are not, most people never, think about it, guys, in most normal people's lives, how often do they deal with a big high-dollar real estate transaction? Hardly ever. How, long, how often do they have to, have to make important financial decisions? Hardly ever. And chances are your co-op, they've only done four or five transactions, so they don't know what the heck they're doing either, and they haven't built up the emotional maturity to be able to handle, you know, the normal trials and tribulations of doing real estate transactions. So, listeners, whether you're new, whether you've been in the business forever and you're kicking ass, or whether you're a top producer, you have to learn to be the rock. You're going to have to basically shoulder the emotional, you know, stresses and strains that come from normal life. That's the way it works. Do yourself a favor. Start by re-listening to these points. Listen tomorrow. We're going to go over our next five points. And then start studying this self. And the point number three takeaway, hopefully you guys took this away, is it's too soon to tell. By telling yourself that when you have a great day, huge closing, everything's wonderful, took a killer listing, you know, Opposed to going out and celebrating and, you know, being a rock star, say, you know what, it's too soon to tell. I'm not saying don't be proud of yourself. What I'm saying is it's too soon to tell. By doing that, you keep your emotions between the lines. And the exact opposite is true. You get kicked in the head. It happens. It's the nature of the world. It's the nature of the business. You know, sometimes you're going to be attracting, for some reason, a lot of weirdos to you. 
at post allowing that to be labeled as a horrible day, horrible month, just say, you know what, it's too soon to tell. What happens then is magically almost your emotions start. You don't have those highs. You don't have those lows. You have a lot more emotional maturity. You become that rock. So here's your takeaway. If you guys need us for anything, email us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. And if you're on your desktop and you're wanting to get those six free books and learn more about the coaching program, please hit join, go to JoinHarris.com. In the meantime, guys, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>